What's up, you guys, and welcome to the Verdant Growth Daily, where we give you the news, tips, and tools you need to live echo. My goal here is to help put you in the right mindset to live more in line with your own values and to change your life to make it more fulfilling, sustainable, and balanced with nature, all in about five minutes a day, sometimes more, sometimes less. My name's Eugene, and this is episode four. Today, we are going to talk about the documentary, A Plastic Ocean. I don't know how many of you guys have seen this documentary, but it's really, really good, and I just watched it last night, and I had some thoughts about it that I wanted to share with you guys. But one thing that I wanted to get into right before I do that, though, is a slight correction on what I did Yesterday, yesterday when I was talking about uh, individual action and plastics, or I had mentioned, or sorry, no, plastics is today. Yesterday, when I was talking about individual action and what you can do to reduce your own individual impact and how that affects industry, I brought up the different sources of greenhouse gas emissions. And I was having trouble remembering what the exact numbers were. And so I felt like I should probably correct myself because I want to be sure that I'm trying to present the uh, correct information as much as possible. So uh, just to correct my numbers for yesterday on the sources of greenhouse gas emissions, 25% of greenhouse gas emissions come from electricity production. About 24% comes from food and land use. Transportation makes up for 14%, which I think yesterday I said 20%. But transportation makes up for about 14% of greenhouse gas emissions and uh, 21% this is the one I was trying to remember yesterday, is due to industry, the production of different goods. Um, so yeah, I just wanted to throw that out there because I, don't want it, I didn't want to mislead people into giving people the wrong numbers. So those are the correct numbers. Um, and those are the numbers that we are trying to reduce in every single way that we possibly can. Moving on now to our topic for today, which is a plastic ocean. Um, so I just watched it last night and it was really, really good. Um, I won't say that it gave me any new information that I wasn't already aware of, but I would say that the biggest impact that it had on me was the fact that it was making it real. I'm sure you guys have all heard about the Great Pacific Garbage Patch. When we think of that, when we think of this mass of garbage that's just floating in the ocean. We think of it kind of like an island, right? We think of it as like maybe this big island of plastic that's floating around that you can just walk on. But really less than a big garbage island, it's more like a fog, a kind of plastic snowstorm. It can't be cleaned up easily because, I mean, there's just so much plastic mixed into it ranging in sizes from really, really big, huge chunks of plastic to really, really tiny, microscopic-level pieces of plastic. So being able to clean this stuff up is just not really an option. It's spread out over miles and miles and hundreds of miles. So cleaning it is just 
would be such a massive task that I don't think anybody at this point is actually prepared to deal with it. In the documentary, they had scenes of people swimming in it, swimming in the plastic, and you can see the oil floating in the water from the plastics. And you could see just chunks of plastic floating by. They showed all the animals that end up eating all this plastic, sometimes intentionally, sometimes unintentionally. Um, They had scenes where plastic was being removed from dead birds' stomachs. There were a collection of baby birds that had been fed by their mothers. All of this fish, which was all just full of tiny microplastics. And these little birds, they end up with entire stomachs full of plastic. And before they're even given a chance to get to adulthood, they just die on the beach because in some of the cases, they had these massive pieces of plastic in their stomach. And this wasn't just one or two birds. This was a lot of birds. That had a huge impact on me. They were all just there, dying on the beach. Um, They also showed scenes of the waves and waves of plastic that are washing up on the shores of places in Southeast Asia, places like the Philippines and Tuvalu, places that they don't have a lot of ways of dealing with this plastic. Like they are not as technologically advanced as some other countries and they don't have any ways of clearing these plastic. This plastic just washes up literally tons and tons of plastic every single day. Even if you could clean up the plastic, it would just return the next day. It's so much plastic that they have no way to deal with that what a lot of people end up doing is that they end up using it almost like a resource. Many of them are using it for cooking. They end up burning the plastic to cook food with. And that plastic, when you burn it, is full of all kinds of toxic chemicals that are having negative effects on the people. I mean, cancer, just to name one, but it's also affecting birth rates and many other health problems it's it's a huge problem there so it really this documentary really showed me the reality of what plastics can do not just to the ocean and to the animals and to the ecosystem but to people as well it made me think that every time i throw away a piece of plastic there is a chance that that is what's going to happen to it. We can't expect every bit of plastic that we have to get properly disposed of or put into a landfill. A lot of it does end up in the ocean. Once it's there, it just continues to break into smaller and smaller and smaller pieces because it doesn't biodegrade on any kind of reasonable time scale, right? It's very, very strong, and it's, it's non-reactive. That's why it doesn't biodegrade. It just is always there and just continues to break into smaller pieces and smaller pieces, pretty much guaranteeing that at some point it's going to be eaten by something. If it's not eaten as a big chunk of plastic that's thought to be a fish or a plastic bag that's thought to be a jellyfish by a turtle, then it'll break down until it's a tiny, tiny piece of microplastic that will be eaten by 
tiny shrimp and baby fish. The plastic itself is non-reactive, but in the ocean, toxic chemicals will stick to that plastic. So when the animals eat that plastic, that plastic, if it doesn't pass through their system, ends up just staying in their stomach so that they have no more space to eat any more food. They feel full, but have not been given any actual nutrients. So they end up just starving with a, st a stomach full of plastic. And the toxins that were attached to the plastic end up getting absorbed into the animal itself, which, as you could imagine in the food chain, gets eaten by other animals. And so those toxins end up going into those animals, and they slowly work their way up the food chain to us. So we are now at a point where pretty much every person on the planet has microplastics within our systems. We have plastic flowing through our bodies right now. And there's no, there hasn't been enough study yet to know, is this potentially dangerous? I mean, I don't think it can be a good thing, right? Eventually, all of those toxins and those microplastics building up in our body, that cannot be a good thing. So, in this documentary, they pointed out that a lot of this plastic that's being washed up is then, well, let's go back to the, the source of where this plastic is coming from. Because there's one thing that they mentioned that I feel like a lot of people will hear in the documentary and um, mistake. And that is that the source of a lot of the plastic in these southeastern uh, Southeast Asian countries that's washing up on the beaches are pre are made or thrown into the ocean by Southeast Asian countries. So it sounds like they are creating their own problem. It sounds like they are littering their own countries. But where does the plastic come from that they are throwing away? If you watch the documentary, A Story of Plastic, or I think it's called The Story of Plastic, The Story of Plastic, um, which is also a very good documentary, and I highly recommend you go watch that one. In that documentary, they talked about how a lot of the plastic waste that we're seeing throughout Southeast Asia is coming from Western countries or China, right? Chinese country, uh, Chinese companies or American companies are targeting Southeast Asian countries as places to sell more plastic products. Those people are less educated than Americans are on average and don't have the awareness of how bad plastic can be for the environment. So they are completely being sold on these plastic products that are easy, convenient, um, cheap, and they're not realizing that this is going to have an effect on their own environment. They're not making the connections yet in many cases, or in other cases, they're just being, they're just been given no other option by these companies. These companies come in and basically 
put a monopoly on entire markets, that the only way you can buy specific products are if you buy them from these American companies who are packaging these things with plastic because they want to, <laughs> well, because I guess without, I don't want to go too deep into the connections of where it's coming from, but the oil industry is at the base of all plastic production. All plastic is created from fossil fuels. And so the oil industry also wants to get their hands on any profits they can from food, from toys, from any any possible place they can get money for their plastic products, they want to get it. So they are supporting these companies. They are providing plastic at even cheaper rates to these companies so that they can push more plastic out into the environment and into consumers' hands. Plastic is a huge, huge problem. It's a problem that you can see now, not just in the oceans, but everywhere you go. I'm sure you guys can go for a walk right now and probably see a ton of plastic just outside littered on the street. Trying to get rid of all of that by going out into the ocean and trying to pick up trash or trying to go out onto the beaches and pick up trash, it's a good thing. It's, it's, it's not going to hurt us at all. But trying to pick up all the plastic out of the ocean or off the beaches is like trying to stop a bathtub from overflowing by using a spoon to empty the water. And the tap is on full blast. You're just not going to be able to win if we're just pumping plastic out into the environment at an insane rate. We have to be able to stop plastics at the source. We need to turn off the tap for plastics. Unless we can do that, the amount of trash that we can pick up is just never going to put nearly enough of a dent in the plastic waste to really be able to make a difference. This is where we have to start um, using all unnecessary plastic. We need to stop everything that is unnecessary, period. Find alternatives everywhere we can. Stop using anything that's single use. Demand that your supermarkets don't wrap everything in plastic. Do they have, are they putting vegetables in wrappers? Then remove the wrappers, leave them there for the supermarkets to deal with. We need to tell our companies, our supermarkets, our industries, our government, that plastic is a toxic substance. It is something that is very good in very specific situations. Plastic is great in places that we must use plastic in. If you're talking about medical implants for your body, plastic makes a great uh, a great material for things like that because it's non-reactive, because it doesn't biodegrade. But if we're talking about spoons, straws, vegetable wrappers, there's no need for us to be using this substance that will remain in the environment forever just to wrap 
some french fries in that you're going to eat and then immediately throw away. It's time to treat plastic like the toxic substance that it is. Even if not in the sense of chemically toxic, it destroys the environment. It kills animals just as well as any poison you could find. So that's, that's, that's what I ask of you guys now. I ask of you guys to do everything you can to reduce the amount of plastic you use. In my case, I have stopped buying any drinks in plastic material, in plastic bottles, like any bottled water, any sodas, anything that comes in a plastic container, I have stopped buying completely. I will not buy them anymore. As much as possible, I don't buy food that's wrapped in plastic anymore. When I go to the supermarket, I try to buy loose vegetables and fruits. I put it into consideration all the time. When I go out and I'm making a choice as to what I can eat today for lunch or for dinner, then I take into consideration that if I buy something that's wrapped in plastic, that plastic could end up on a beach in Thailand somewhere for someone else to deal with. It's something that I am not comfortable with carrying the responsibility for. And I don't think anyone out there wants that responsibility. We feel like there's no choice. We feel like the industry has provided us with that and no other options. But we do have a choice in what we buy. And if we are loud enough, and if we can tell enough people, and if we can let them know that we don't want our products wrapped in plastic, the industry will respond. They will respond. And so it's really, really important that we do everything we can. I have a lot to say about plastic, as you guys can tell. I think I've already gone on now for, for almost 10 or 15 minutes now. I have so much that I want to say about plastic, and there's so much more... Um, so tomorrow, I think I'm going to continue to talk about plastic a little bit because I can hear the voices already. Some of you out there saying, but Eugene, we have recycling. We can recycle the plastics. Tomorrow, what I want to talk to you guys about is why plastic recycling is a myth. That is what I will, uh, leave you guys with. So tomorrow, make sure to tune in tomorrow as we talk about plastic recycling and why it just there has never really been such a thing as plastic recycling thanks for watching and listening guys if you want to come and interact with me live then be sure to subscribe to my channel on youtube um i still don't have a set schedule so be sure to hit the notification bell and that'll tell you when i go live be sure to find me on social media on all the different platforms like twitter uh, Facebook and Instagram. All of those links are down in the description box or on the screen. So I really appreciate everybody tuning in. I'm finally starting to feel a little bit comfortable doing this. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. Eugene and Verdant Growth, out. <laughs>